Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. YMM Podcast. I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. This is old school, sir. I actually had the tendency of fucking bringing out the old voice recorder and those fucking Xbox mics. Really? <laughs> it's been so long since me and you sat down. You keep the... saying that, but we, it's not that long. When was the last time me and you just had one? Just me and you. Well, that actually got posted. Yeah, I suppose I do got some backups. Yeah, but... you've got a couple of backups. I don't know. Um... But it has been a while. Like, at least a couple, a month solid. Of I would say maybe shows. two of them ago. Yeah? Yeah, hang on. Um, yeah, no, I guess we're busy. <laughs> Graham Crackers. Graham Crackers. You're yeah. pulling the Brad Pitt, doing the fucking yeah, performance. Well, yeah. No, well, um, no, I guess I guess we've we've both been busy, but like, um, uh, you've had a lot of guest pods. There's been a lot of stuff going on. I mean, the Highway 63 thing was a big thing that yeah. uh, kind of called for the live show and all that, which I showed up to late, but I did. No, and like it's like I said, and I don't know if you heard me in the intro for that one, but you did make the the show complete by showing up. So, and that was definitely a highlight of fucking. Of this podcast, I think. And we got to do it again, too. Just And then there was the Avengers podcast. Like, I, I've been part of them. It's just been an yeah, awesome Yeah, no, but I'm just saying me and you solo. Like, you've been there, but mm-hmm. it's been the first time in a while. Me and you actually sat down. There's no one across from us. Quite literally, it's just us at the table. Yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. Back we haven't had one of these in a while. Back in the old days. Like I said, I was just like, maybe we should rock the old mics for this one. I'm sure Matt is happy us. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Matt will be happy about it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He was one of those always like, I hate it when guests are on. And he's on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the weekend? Did it was you, good. Uh, drive back and forth because the one thing I want to talk about is fucking the kind of the fallout of Highway sixty three. Right, well, I've noticed that there's a, like a little bit of um, like why can't people just be normal? Like t- people tend to take things to extremes all the time, mm. and it's like, okay, so we had the incident, and then everyone's like, oh, it's Highway sixty three needs to be safer, etc. And now I'm seeing that like on Facebook, there's like. All this, like, everything's considered bad driving. Yes! That's exactly the point I wanted to bring up, because, like, I, I tweeted it the other day, I'm like, maybe we should change the fucking hashtag uh, Smart63 to Common Sense 63 But is it, shit Smart63 is the same shit, though. But no, it's... Well, I suppose. I was just trying you to just, make it, It's apples and apples now. Uh, it's trying to make... <laughs> it's a good point, actually. But, like, I'm driving down... I uh, spent the long weekend at, uh, at my parents' cabin uh, down south there, right? Mm-hmm. So I, me and a uh, little one hit the highway there on Friday or Saturday. I think it was Friday. And, and did you make it? Hopefully you made it. Oh, yeah. You said how dangerous it can be. <laughs> well, no, it, it was, like... It was normal highway like there's no not really too many cops and as soon as i mentioned that there when they're like oh there's no fucking cops on the road i don't know we saw two but like it's that's normal shit right like the mm. the 15 we saw like the weekend after the the big tragic accident just the last one oh no dive in man I, I get a kick out of it go on but like no like the, the blitz that happened right after the accident like 
as great as that would have been to keep up forever, mm-hmm. like logistically, that it, you know what I mean? It, it'd be a nightmare. Unless you want to shell out that much money for uh, to actually have fifteen cops on the highway, fucking day in and day. No, out, I gotta right? be honest. I'm I'm a little upset in terms of like I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's progress and everything, but I'm a little upset of this whole like the transportation transportation ministers like yeah, I'm gonna drive down Highway 63 and get a feel for it, and I was like, oh, this is progress. I'm like, fucking bullshit. Like, shouldn't have this person have done this beforehand? Like, why is he advertising his job? That's he did, like he did do it, eh? Mm-hmm. Big deal. It's yeah. his fucking job to do it. All right, hold on. I want to get into that, too, because that just happened yesterday. But So going down on Friday, we're mean... Uh, That's like mean, saying, hey, guys, I pooped today. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we recorded a show. Seriously. It's like us tweeting. We're recording the show tonight. If you guys remember what I said, my, my biggest thing on this was I want to see... I want to hear a date. Mm. Have we heard a date yet? No. We're almost in June. What's going on? Oh, uh, it's like, I mean, uh, like, uh, yay, positive stuff. But come on, let's not let's not become become complacent just because some people are like, oh, it is a problem. All they are is regurgitating people's sentiments back at them. Yeah, that's like, true. Seriously, make a date and stick to it. Do shit. Like, I'm gonna drive down the highway. Oh, come the fuck on. <laughs> like, I want to oh see if what God. you're saying is true. Oh, yeah, exactly. There was no accident. It's like, uh, in other words, yeah, no, it might as well have been like, I think you're all lying, so I got to see it for myself. <laughs> Like seriously, like I, I mean, I know I'm usually the more calm one of the two, but I like it's gone to the point where like I've been listening to all this stuff that's been happening around it. I'm like, bullshit, 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 bullshit. Okay, so when's someone gonna do something about this? I noticed construction crews are out there, yeah. but have we been progressing? I don't think we have. I haven't no. seen any progression. I know it's not gonna happen overnight, but come on, give us a date. Yeah, give us some fucking timelines. Like quite literally Friday, we were on the way down, and and I'm passing people. Right, I'm driving a hundred. 110, you know, mm-hmm. you, you be sensible and normal. Like, And I got into a huge debate about speeds the other day, but that's I'll tell that story in a second. And I'm passing people that's going 90, 95, mm-hmm. right? And I'm passing safely in my eyes, right? Broken line, straight away. No one's coming. I'm passing them, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a few spots on the highway where you get those little bumps, right? Like, it's a straightaway, but, you know, you get those small mm-hmm. little hills. Mm-hmm. And there's a few times where I caught myself where I started passing the broken, and all of a sudden, it turns into a solid. Mm-hmm. You're already halfway through the pass. Oh, shit. Just kind of cut in and keep going, right? Mm-hmm. People are just freaking out over this shit now. He's passing on a solid line. He might as well fucking rape this kid. Like, people are going fucking overboard with this shit, and this is what's getting me pissed off. No, it, right? it is a problem. I see it on, I see it on my Facebook feed all the time. All the fucking fa- – they're posting pictures in, like, okay, in that Facebook group now. I, I get it. Smart 63, yes, you're right. Everyone should be driving safe on, on yeah. Highway 63. But, I mean, at the same time, I'm like, it's not against the law to pass on a broken. No. And that's where people seem to think, like, there's a difference between dangerous driving and, and speeding in my eyes. Like, just the other day, uh, I got into it uh, via DM with someone on Twitter because uh, someone was tweeting about there's a new photo radar truck in town. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what's the make, model, or color? Well, what is it? I want to mm-hmm. know what it is, right? And someone DM'd me and was just like, you sit there and promote highway safety, Yet you want to know, you want to warn people about what the Fortorator van is. Yeah, because that's preventative. Oh, I'm just like, I want to know, like, to me, the difference between dangerous driving and speeding is two very different things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get a ticket going 15 kilometers over the fucking speed limit. Plus, if someone knows where the radar van is, they're more likely to slow down in the section as opposed to be speeding. So, if anything, you're preventing them from actually speeding in those areas. And that's an, and that's another good point, actually. I never, well, it's actually I never came up with that that's one. Why, that's actually, well, to me, I don't want the ticket. I'll be fucking straight up and honest. That's the catch-22. But I'm the, not sitting there going around the city at fucking 50 kilometers over the speed limit. No, but that's... But the, they ticket you 15 kilometers over, and I don't want a fucking $200 ticket 15 kilometers over. But that's the catch-22, why radio stations can actually do that. Radio stations can actually tell you where a photo radar are. Why? 
The reason is because they would rather tell you where the sections are so that you're not fucking speeding during those in those areas yeah. than, oh, you got a ticket. Well, great. Well, you got a ticket. Meanwhile, you were speeding down that section or someone was speeding down that section and could have caused an accident, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. I didn't I didn't use that one in my argument. Hopefully the person that I got into the argument with is fucking listening. Probably not. But no, like to me, there's a, there's a very big difference between dangerous driving and speeding. Mm-hmm. Speeding for dangerous driving, like dangerous driving is the people fucking flying around corners, uphills on the right-hand side of the road on the shoulder, doing double solids, can't see anyone coming, going fucking 180 kilometers an hour. That's dangerous. Dangerous driving. The person that's going ten or twenty, in my eyes, is not fucking dangerous driving, and that's my in my opinion. But this is where I want common sense to click in. If you're passing someone going fucking fifteen kilometers over the speed limit, does he rightfully deserve a ticket? Yes, absolutely. The, the fucking law is straight up it says hundred. But is it enough to start freaking out and fucking publicly hanging these guys over it? No. This is where it's getting absolutely ridiculous. Well, we're getting into kind of like a, it's really interesting because it's like. It's almost a study in human nature. Like, you're looking at fear-mongering, essentially, where, you know, when the 9-11 attacks happened, I mean, I know it's an extreme example, but after the 9-11 attacks happened, all these laws were passed without even thinking about the implications of these laws later on. Yeah. Yeah. And and now we're, we're on borderline police state in the United States, right? Yeah. And the reason is because at the time, it was such it, – like, it, it, it polarized people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, basically, something happened, and everyone's going to the extreme – and I mean, well, look at the example of when me and you were going through LAX, and it was the first time I got X-rayed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you hear the stories, like, and it gets you thinking, right? Like, are are these things safe? Like, did they just get pushed through because, like you said, they want the results? They want the results yeah, now. Yeah, so they just push. There was push, no push, ten-year yeah. studies. Like, fucking, who knows? Maybe people are developing fucking third arms over yeah. this. They, we don't. You know what I mean? No, I want. I want to be very calm. quick results I, without thinking it through. Yeah, and I want to be clear on this. Like, I'm not saying that speeding on the highway is is a good idea. I'm not no. saying that at all. I'm just saying that. Um, Taking pictures of people that are speeding is putting yourself and the other drivers, uh, other drivers in in danger as well. Yeah, like like I mean, I, I think that's what Smart Sixty Three should really stand for is driving intelligently on the road, right? Yeah. Like I mean, if you here's the thing, like uh, people make the people often make the argument that there's you know stupid drivers are going to get us all killed, etc. Right? But the thing is. Define a stupid driver. Well, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's a lapse in judgment. It's mm. like a simple lapse in yeah. judgment. But on top of that, um, what I would say is um, when there's an accident, I mean, there's the person, you know, obviously there's uh, sometimes it's a double fault. Sometimes both people are to blame. But sometimes, you know, more often than not, there's one person to blame, one person that was uh, the, in just the victim or, or they were involved in the accident. But that's where defensive driving also comes into place, right? You yeah. need your wits about you. If, if something, someone's coming at you, and I'm not saying it's your fault that the accident happened, but there are things you can do to prevent you from being in a really, really dangerous yeah. situation. Oh, yeah. I think it's I called zone collisions did I, and shit. Did I, tell, did I tell this story on the podcast before when I, got, when I went off the highway? No, this no. past winter. I told it to you, but definitely. You told it to me before, but okay, I can't, okay, I'm, I'm okay, trying well, to remember if you did it during that live show. Huh? Start talking, and if you did, show. I don't think I did during the live show. Anyway, no. so um, I was uh, I'm driving uh, Highway 63. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you survived! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm not trying to make light of of the dangerous situation, but it was um, it, it was no, interesting because it was the people It was that out. really dangerous time where um, a lot of people say, "Well, driving in the winter is dangerous." Yes, it is um, relatively right. Um, to the to the conditions that you're driving in, but what I think is more dangerous is driving when it's like be, uh, minus five, minus ten. Why? Because during those temperatures is where it black looks ice. like it's clear, but you can get uh, you could basically get ice on the road without even seeing it, black ice, as it were, right? Mm. So I'm driving, 
and uh, wide load in front of me. And we were driving on a fairly slow rate because of the fact that it was a wide load. Um, and there was no real chance to pass because it was a really long one. So anyway, um, the guy go- comes to uh, one of those roadside turnoffs, the one kilometer ones. And oddly enough, it's actually near the, the area of the incident too, which I, I was actually lucky that it was near that area of the incident. I was heading northbound, so it's on that other area that's kind of cleared. Yeah. If it hadn't been cleared, it probably would have been worse. But anyway, he went off to the uh, you know those one-kilometer um, turnoffs, and all the traffic started speeding up. I started speeding up as well. I was driving a truck at the time, and I was on um, on twos, not mm. on fours. And so because I, I, I was on twos and I started accelerating, and this is accelerating from 50 she kicks, to 80, she, she started tailing me. Out, yeah. yeah, she started tailing on me, mm. and I started going in the ditch. I had no control over it. I was, like, actually spinning out, and I was like, oh, shit, this sucks. So... <laughs> No, no, literally. This sucks. No, no, no. It's funny. It's one of those, like. Re- you reminded me of Eeyore no, there. If, if someone was filming it, it probably would have been comical. It would have been kind of like a sad way for me to die because I was like, oh boy. <laughs> so I'm going in the so ditch. How it ends. And I'm like narrating to myself. Like, I'm talking and I'm like, okay, so do I try to. Sp- Try to try to get a rain on it, or to just like ride it in. And I'm like, oh, and I was like trying to control it. I'm like, nope, that's not happening. I'm like riding it in. So <laughs> holy shit, totally went right into the ditch. But instead of like trying to curve myself with the, you know trying not to go, yeah. into, I just like straight right into the ditch. Yeah. I might as well just go in the ditch. Yeah. I'm going into the ditch. I'm going to go all the way in. Yeah. Sure enough, I went all the way in. Like literally, probably between 400 to 500. Uh, uh, feet right into the uh, the ditch. That's a fair way. Like is. really in. If yeah. I wasn't in a truck, I'd be stuck. Because yeah. like what? what once, you got out of it? Uh, well, I was in a truck, four by four, fair right? Enough, yeah. So I went into the truck, and the snow was literally up to like the 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 window door, like the, holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, but it was all fluffy snow because again, Powder. minus five, minus yeah. ten, right? Yeah. So I'm there, and I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? So I switch to four by four, four low, sorry, and I start just slowly, and I just finish the circle because I was I curved yeah, yeah. in, and then I was like, and I just <laughs> drove right back on the highway. But here's the thing: if I had tried to pull my vehicle pull back, in, back into in, the lane, gonna I would have flipped. Yep. I would have completely right. flipped. There was too much momentum, and this is going at maybe between seventy to eighty kilometers an hour, mm. not even going the speed limit. But here's the thing. That's what smart 63 should be is the fact that if the road conditions are, are, are poor, that doesn't mean you drive 100. No. If, 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 if it's cold enough and, it, if, and it's icy enough, you should be driving as slow as you need to yeah. to make sure you have control of your vehicle. Well, I strongly recommend – like. And yeah, there's always going to be idiots on the road. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the idiots are, are faultless. If anything, they're uh, you know, probably uh, 80 to 90 percent of the time. The reason we have accidents on the highway is because of stupid people that drive way too fast and have no control consideration of the people around them and more importantly they don't have no consideration about like they have they feel they're invincible in their vehicles and that's kind of what i hate about this whole truck mentality yeah. is when you're in a truck you're like oh you know I, I'm, I'm invincible in this vehicle and if i get in an accident they're gonna be worse off than i am and it's i'm like so that's a stupid mentality it's just like everyone's like oh i'm in four by four i can drive 100 in like on a snowy day yeah i'm like you may not fishtail when you're a four by four or very rarely do you but you still won't be able to stop you know what i mean yeah instead of having your back tires lock up you know what i mean like all four tires are no. It's simple up. physics. You You've got your very large mass, and if you try to suddenly stop that mass, bad things will happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I mean, it's like me in baseball, man. When this when this body starts going through bases, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like it, it, um, I don't know. Like, oh, so what? I, I guess what I'm saying at it, uh, I'm getting at is, 
yes, there are gonna there there's stupid drivers. There's always gonna be stupid drivers. You're not. We're not gonna get rid of that. It's unfortunately it's human nature. We're flawed creatures. Yeah. We we always overestimate what we're gonna do. But if you as a person and the individual take it upon yourself to be a smart driver yourself and lead by that example, and you know that's the idea. That's how change happens. Change doesn't happen by ratting everyone out and telling everyone you know, it's like fucking take these people to jail. Look at this idiot. Exactly. That's, but with that said, that doesn't cause yeah. change. It what causes change is every individual. That it, it take it, you know. It, I know it's it's utopian and, and like you know thinking like oh not not everyone's going to be slow that process. good person, right? Yeah. But we need to lead by example. Mm. And the thing is, like, be a smart driver. You know, if you see something, this is what being smart on sixty three means. If you th- if you see if you say oh, okay, there's there was an accident here or there's a fire here, like the highway's being cut off because of the highway. N- your next stop. You know, when you stop and you're safe, tweet it, message it. That way, other drivers that are about to go on a Highway 63 or are in a gas station, they'll read it. They'll be aware of the hazards that are yeah. on the highway. No, it's true. I mean, e- even saying, you know, it's like if someone says, oh, I just saw an RCMP. Right there, right off the bat. If someone, if You're slowing one down. Of, one of those ridiculous drivers hears, oh, Highway 63. Oh. You stop that driver. And, now, yeah. and that is a fine fucking point, sir. Like as much as I'm for, yes, reporting stupid drivers on, on the fucking highway – if you have a chance to stop that behavior by warning them that cops are ahead, that's even better. That's the same as that's the, even as fucking the, better as the speed. Uh, what you were saying, the the photo radar, the photo radar, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, and that's a better good point. to tell people about the photo radar where it's and at, prevent the it, yeah. prevent the be, prevent the behavior from happening. Like yeah. warn them ahead of time. Then you know it, it, them actually having sped through the area. And yeah. I mean, okay, sure, they're going they're going to have to pay pay a fine. But meanwhile, there was that whole danger of them driving yeah, in that area, instead of which getting is far busted. more dangerous. Yeah, no, yeah. And, that, and that's a good point. And it, I mean, I'm it, not like you know, I'm not saying like as if I'm bulletproof. I mean, I mean, I've sped before. I mean, everyone's been young at some point in their lives, and the first time you drive, you want to, you basically you want to try out vehicles, and you know, like I mean, I, I had a Toyota. That was my first vehicle, and you know, actually Jordan, um, uh, our friend Jordan, there, I, I, I want to post. Uh, on our Facebook, he did a really good blog post uh, right after that whole tragedy about I've broken the law on Highway 63, yeah. and he was just kind of making a pledge to drive safer. No, and, and that's was, exactly and it. that's what and, you want to see. And that's right? exactly it. Like, I mean, because uh, no one can sit here and point the finger and say without, I've without never getting fucking... overly religious. I mean, let he who is without sin Same cast the first stone. stone yeah. Right? Like the thing is, like everyone that's posting on on, on the highway, like. You cannot tell me that you haven't sped at some point in your life. Yeah. It's an it's a statistical improbability that yeah. you haven't sped. Like a, 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 at some point in your life, behind the vehicle, you have sped. Mm. Like for whatever reason, we've all taken those. Like and you know, calculated people, risk. people call it calculated risk. Yeah. But the thing about the calculated risk is you're calculating for yourself, not everyone else. Yeah. Right. No, and that's a point. And you, you made a good point too in your spiel there too when you said it's sometimes uh, a stupid driver can simply be a, a lapse a lapse of judgment. Yeah. Because that tragic incident, I think that what was that the 27th of April, but the last one that happened, the first thing the RCP said, speed and alcohol wasn't a factor. He just made a bad call. Mm-hmm. Passed, wanted to pass the wrong fucking time. Yeah. Simply the word accident. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I'm all for reporting stupid drivers on the highway, but, like, some of the things I've been seeing on Twitter and Facebook, like, they're posting pictures of someone passing on a, on a double solid, and as bad as that is, people are looking like they're out for fucking blood. Well, I mean, that's. And it's just like. Guys, that's kind of the, hold the fucking phone here, right? Because technically, if someone snapped a picture of what I did, like, on the highway where mm-hmm. I started to pass on the broken and it turned to solid. I, I, like, is that the end of the fucking world? Like, some people will argue, well, you should fucking wait or you should drive fucking 90. Yeah, but I mean, are you willing to admit that the fact that you you had a lapse of judgment in that? 
It's it's driving that fucking highway. Call it a lapse of judgment or call it just absent-minded. I, whatever you want to call it. Call it like I didn't maybe look the two seconds ahead. Well, no, but again, you, you made a mistake. I mean, that's fair. I mean, but that's the thing. We're human. It's, I mean, oh, uh, like, should you, we crucify you for that? No. But, I mean, will you be more careful around that patch of, of highway in the future? Hopefully. Yeah. Right, but Todd? I'm just, trying to, well, <laughs> I'm just trying to get people's mentality is to, like, to me, there's a, there's a big difference in dangerous driving than normal fucking everyday driving. You know well, what I mean? Well, the, I mean... Uh, Someone the, passing you that made the, that, where the road just turned into a double saw yeah. that he already started passing you on a broken, that's not dangerous driving. In your opinion, in, in, sorry. In my opinion, yeah. Oh, and I'll fight, and I'll take yeah. my opinion again. Calculated anyone, risk, right? right? The people that I'd like to see dinged are the ones going. The cops caught the fucking two hundred kilometers an hour on the bike. The people passing on the shoulders around no, turns. Right. Those are the people that I really think that we should be after. Well, Not I mean, the person going 110 down the fucking highway. Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, you know, you either enforce it all or you don't enforce any of it. It's not a black and white world, though. It's a gray world. The law is black and it's white. It's a gray law. It's a gray constitution. No, 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 no. But here's the thing. If a cop, if a cop sees a fit to pull you over for going 110, Which, he's well within his rights to do that. And, by the way, everyone talking about that or big... They, or that she, she, or she. Yeah, that big okay. blitz where there was like 600-some-odd tickets fucking... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what they were dinging people for? there five over six yeah. over seven over it's just funny when people are just like look at the people on this highway they haven't been educated <sighs> yes was there a lot of speeders on the highway but like i said do you consider 105 over the speed limit fucking dangerous driving but here's the thing it can be you're it right can be. we you're were right. just talking about the example no, you're right, 80 icy conditions <laughs> it could be it could be dangerous <laughs> yes but it was a fucking it wasn't icy conditions that day or well, whatever I, i'm just saying there is a fine line and i'm talking reality i'm not talking black and white because i'm wrong and i'm wrong about most things i'm talking about the reality of the situation people getting dinged 105 106 107 like they're being thrown into that stat. So when people look at that yes, stat and go, six hundred people need, got you need ticketed. To under, you also need, uh, yeah, no, that, but that's media. That's just how things are spun when they're reported. Yeah, like I mean, statistics look. I mean, if they're reporting, like no one's asking for the breakdown of those figures, right? Mm. But what I'm what I'm getting at is like that. That's that's how we end up. How people end up speeding in the first place. We make compromise. Oh well, if I go 105, they're not going to pull me over because it's 105. If I go 110, it won't pull me over. If I pass someone at 125, oh, it's just I'm just during during just because. Because he's going 105 and 110. If I go 125, I can pass him, and it'll just be for that short period until I pass him. But here's the problem that a lot of people don't calculate, and it's simple math. If you're passing someone at 125 and they're going 110, which is, quote-unquote, the respectable speed, you still have to be driving well, uh, over 110 to maintain that distance. Yeah. So it becomes leapfrog, no, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, where do you draw that where line? Where do you draw the line? Fair yeah. enough. Fuck, I had. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying. No, I had a path. Logic. I totally it's lost simple it. Logic. No, you're right. It is. It's just like the fucking. Oh, you just try living in marijuana. Well, I'll just maybe just do a line of coke. Yeah. Or- well, I mean, like, wait, like I'll, I'll tell you right now. I've driven on that highway on Thursdays many a time, and like the thing is, on Thursday, I like I always on a Thursday, I never drive past 105. Why? Because there's always going to be someone that's going to pass me. It doesn't matter. It's ir- it's. Regardless of whether I'm going 100, 105, 110, there will always be someone to pass me because there's always someone that's trying to get ahead of the guy in front there's of me. There's always a leapfrog. So I might as well – I'm like, well, there's no point in trying to trying to keep up with all the all this traffic because I'm going to have to end up going ridiculous speeds like 115, 120 yeah. just to keep up with the traffic, let alone passing traffic. So I just put it in my mind. I'm just going to go 105 and I'm just going to set it to coast and if people want to pass me, they can pass,
indicate to them that. Oh yeah, I let I let people pass. Yeah. I ride the so, shoulder. I mean, it, like on a Thursday, definitely, right? Well, I mean, me and you drove them quite a few times. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So I mean, it, you know, so, so, I guess it's as simple as that. Is like you have to have that judgment where, like, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of ju- like, I mean, I guess smart judgment would dictate that you don't know what the other drivers are thinking, so you yeah. have to estimate worst case scenario for those other drivers and drive as safely as possible. Yeah, that's the only way that you're going, and even then, it's a calculated risk because you don't know. Is that person in front of you or behind you drunk for all you know, right? Yeah. Oh, there could be lots of other factors. Like, it's funny. It. I always I always give um, uh, some friends of mine advice because some of them are very angry drivers and they like to flip people off. And, <laughs> uh, right? But here's the thing. Uh, That's like, the wrong my, person. My advice, my advice is always don't flip them off. It's like, why? They're being, you know, they were being a stupid driver. You don't know who's in that vehicle. <laughs> You, you seriously, I've had it happen where Joe Pesci. Uh, no, just, I, no, <laughs> no I, 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 it, ha- it happened to to someone I know where she flipped off a driver, and then that driver chased her for thirty minutes. Yep, all the way to her place of work. Yep, to the point where she called me, and I'm like, "You shouldn't have. Don't call me. Call, <laughs> call the police." The cops, yeah. yeah, and sure enough, the police said, "You know, yeah. drive to our precinct here." And she went as soon as she went to the precinct, guy fucked off. Yeah. But here's the thing. You don't know who that guy is no, in that vehicle. True. Is it worth it, right? Like, you get a lot of people that are fucking tough. Go, oh, fucking let him follow me, right? Yeah. You really want to get into a fucking knife fight or get into a fucking fight? Yeah, and, and a fight lot of people, a lot of people make just... the misconception that that horn <coughs> is a stress reliever. It's, no, that, that horn is used if you, th- if you like, this is a, a being about a, a defensive driver. If there's someone that's driving close to you and doesn't see you and you see them coming at you, you honk that horn to let them know, hey, there is someone here. Yeah. Pay attention, it's, it's, right? It's someone to grab someone's attention. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's all it's meant for. That's what that horn is supposed to is to make the other drivers around you aware that you're there. Not to like say fuck you, right? Because a lot of people do that double honk. Beep, and beep. that's what it means, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Maybe like I mean, I'll, I, like, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I'm probably, I'm probably a more defensive driver than other people. But at the same time, I mean mm, – I mean, like, you can't be too safe out there, Well, right? no, like, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I'm probably more on the aggressive side, but, like, I will, I will also be the first to defend myself where I'm not a dangerous driver. And everyone will always be like, well, you're the, I'm not the problem type of fucking mentality, or it'll never happen to me. No, no, I just really, my, to me, I've seen dangerous driving firsthand. I've been passed on the shoulder going up fucking super test. I've been passed on turns on Highway 63, like, on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. To me, those are the people that get other people killed. And this is just my opinion. And, and I guess, and you made a good point, where do you draw the line, right? Like, where do we want to stop arguing? But to me, like, these people, like, even if someone did pass on a double solid, instead of trying to go out and fucking hang these fuckers like some people are seen to be trying to do, report it to the RCMP, let them deal with it, and let's fucking move on with life here because people are really, like... I passed someone, and, and all I seen out of the rearview mirror was them shaking their fucking fists at me. I was going fucking 105. He was going 90. Like, really? Well, really? Mean, again, Todd, I mean, you don't know who's in the other vehicle, right? Well, I didn't do nothing. I, mean, I, I just I, fucking... Like, I'll be the... Like I, like I said, I mean, I might be a more defensive driver, but I, I do not... I do not for one thi- one second think that I'm a, that I'm a safer driver than another person in a vehicle. I know that I'm driving something that could potentially kill someone. Oh yes, but like, like I mean, like I'll tell you right now. Even when that that whole incident with me tail whipping and going in the ditch, had there be another vehicle close to me at the time, I could have I could have hit them. Oh, I was like, out of control. There's been tons of near time, misses right? I've so. had where I'm like, wow, if there was another vehicle near me, I would have fucking nailed. Them, so right? I mean, I, I mean, I'm, if someone well, says, this is where the the definition of safe sixty three is something that I think everyone needs to more focus on is I don't know. Stop fucking let's stop trying to crucify every little individual. Report the RCMP, let them deal with it. And I think our biggest efforts for this whole uh, Mega Safe sixty three is let's focus on our government to get some twinning done. 
because, as uh, you heard Tito start to talk about it before, <coughs> oh, excuse me, was uh, the new transportation minister, Rick McIver, got sworn in. Uh, I think it was, what, the week or the week before, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got sworn into government. He is the new transportation minister. Uh, he was He's from Calgary. He's an MLA from Calgary. Uh, I believe he sat on uh, Calgary City Council for a while. Heard nothing but good things. So as soon as he becomes transportation minister, here is our guy. This is technically, quote-unquote, our target. This is the guy we need to hit. Him and, and Premier Redford, of course, and our two MLAs mm-hmm. is who we need to influence. So there was a big thing going around, uh, I believe it was from Ashley and Nicole, the, the two uh, lovely ladies that I haven't had a chance of meeting yet, uh, that organized that rally. Mm-hmm. They were trying to, to get a, a protest going or some, or some, uh, or some support going to kind of get on Rick's back to drive the highway, uh, drive up 63 to see for himself what's going on. And, you know, you made a very good point of what your rant before, right? Where you're it's just his fucking like, job. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So, out of nowhere, and this has just been going on for a while, and we haven't really heard anything official on 63. A lot of fucking, you know, lip service about, mm-hmm. we'll talk, we'll get things done, we'll, we'll, we're, we're, the wheels are in motion, as the Seinfeld quote goes. But we haven't really heard nothing official since the accident now, which is over a month, or pretty much a month now, right? So, yesterday, out of nowhere, uh, Don Scott and Mike Allen are tweeting that Rick McIver was here. Apparently, he drove up and left. Okay. But to me, in my opinion, he really should have fucking... If they were going to make it public by tweeting it, to, to make the world know that he was here, he should have fucking said something when he was here. Anything. Because we well, haven't still gotten word of anything I, Like yet. I said, my, my, what he should have done, if he, if he drove the highway, he should have... When he arrived for him, he's like, it's going to take this much time. Yes, or something. Because now, just because uh, I was kind of ranting on this yesterday, and knowing that I wanted to talk about this on the podcast, uh, we just got an announcement there within the last couple hours that there's a press conference, uh, I believe... Is it a press conference? or, or I, Anyway, Allison Redford is coming to Fort McBurray tomorrow to make an announcement. Cool. But I still say Rick McIver should have done something when he was up here. For, to me, for him to be is up it within here his over power, the I guess is the real question. Even if it's fucking the same to the people, just be like, "Hey guys, something's coming this week. I'm driving the highway. You guys, give us fucking something." In my eyes, because uh, to me, like, I got into a, a heated, <laughs> quote unquote, heated debate uh, with some family that I'm like, "Why didn't he say anything? Why is he here? Like, what's with the secrecy? Like, oh, apparently he was up here with his wife, just kind of hanging around, going on a long weekend, and going for a drive." I don't know. If you're a public figure such as the transportation minister and you're going to a very hot spot over a huge issue that people are making a big deal and you make that visit public, like if it's one thing that no one said dick shit and he just went back to Edmonton. But when they started tweeting what a great visit it was for Cover to be here, I really think he should have dressed the community in somehow, way, shape, or form. Even if it was just to say, hey guys, I'm here, I drove it, I did it. Just hang tight. An announcement's coming. To me, that would have made me feel better than sitting there waiting to see if an announcement would be made. Now, we did get that tonight where something's going to be made tomorrow, which I'm hopefully is more than just lip service. But I'm just saying I think as a minister, he should have sent something on Sunday. No, you're right. All right, no. let's move on. Yeah. Okay, what was, what, was the, what was the next thing you had? <laughs> Nothing? You don't got no comment on that? Oh, no. I mean, like, I, th- I think I made my, my uh, opinion very clear in the fact that, like, this is why I don't, I don't, I'm not very political because of the, you know, pol- politicians tend to be talkers. 
It's and, a game, and and, and no, someone they, described to me that oh, this is just the way it works. No, pa- pa- then pa- wha- they need to change the way it works. No, here's the thing, pa- politics. Like, I mean, no offense, and I'm sure they all have the best interest in mind, and they want to. Like, I mean, if anything, a, a politician is just uh, uh, they're a project manager. They're a project manager. They're supposed to coordinate the resources that are made available to them to get shit done. And if the once something's done, like all I, all I see is like you know like you have these project managers that when the project's done, they're there to cut the ribbon. They're woo, we did it, we did all this shit. <laughs> but they, like, dude, I, you did nothing. What what, what 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 politicians are like? Okay, well we're gonna have this done by April. We're gonna have this done by May. We're gonna have this done by August. This is gonna be done milestones, by in two thousand. Milestones, yeah. set fucking milestones. Seriously. So yeah, you want to take that? Take it live on air. Hey, you're on the air with Toski and Tito. Hello. Hi. Who's this? Who's calling? <laughs> this is not a phone-in show. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, this is not a phone-in show. What? Oh, you're podcasting. Okay, I'm going to have to fix it. Okay, bye. Thanks uh, for your call. <laughs> Do you have any what she said? No. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand those accents. <laughs> Um, no, I agree. And, and, but like I said, my biggest thing is if you're gonna have, if you're gonna advertise that the minister, uh, the Alberta minister of transportation is here in town, he should have fucking done something. And like I said, in the argument, I was well, getting, made a statement at least, right? Yeah, even if it was just a statement of we're still working on it, I, I would have settled for that. But like in out doesn't really talk to the community. It's just fucking gone. Like I don't know. To me. It was too... He needed to say something. And like I said, I got into the argument where, oh, he was up here on his own personal time. I don't know. If you're a minister, do you have such a thing as personal time? Especially if you tweet it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no. I thought that was his whole... Like, Didn't he announce that he was coming to Fort Murray to drive the road? It, it, it's been so fucking sketchy. Because like, if you're saying you're going to drive... That means you're here on official uh, business, not personal time. There you go. And he was with his wife, I guess. Uh, I, like I said, I, I, he should have fucking said something. Meanwhile, we, our tax money is paying for that trip. <laughs> yeah, that was a write-off, actually. It probably is. <laughs> oh, guaranteed. Well, apparently he took 81 up on a Saturday, and then he took 63 down on a Sunday. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> you are so pissed at that. I've driven that road. <laughs> like, through, going through anyone can see Tito's face when he just did that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just unimpressed. I, I, I would... I would think that's that he would have made some like some notes. He's like driving the highway. These are my notes, and you know, you know, it's like these are the the things I noted on the highway. This needs to be a priority. This is less of a priority. This is how much we progress. This is how much is left. This is how much resources we need. This is how much I'm going to ask for. You know, this is, I'm going to sell Premier Radford. We need this much more money to finish it within this timeline. That is that so hard? Yeah, I'm not even fucking involved in transportation, and I could have asked those questions. <laughs> And like I said, that something like that should have happened while he was up here in the community. At least it showed that he gave, gave a shit, right? And whether he was up here visiting with, like, uh, who's those two, Nicole and Ashley, like, I don't want to hear it from them. I don't want them to come back to the community, like, on Twitter and Facebook going, hey, guys, I talked to Rick McIver and everything should be okay. Don't worry. Be patient. I don't want to hear that from those guys. I don't want to hear it from... Yeah, like I said, some people, like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear news and updates from anyone else but the people responsible. Yeah. No, I, I and I understand the hesitation because if you're if you you set dates, you set timelines, you're going to be held accountable for them. And then if you don't deliver on those dates, even if it's not your fault, it's going to be seen as a as a as a failure on your part for and yeah. your administration, right? But I mean, that's politics. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, you gotta get shit done, yeah. right? And I understand that they're given a certain amount of budget to finish a certain amount in the highway. Just be fucking realistic about it. Like seriously, we're not expecting it to be done tomorrow or in five years. Just say. 
based on the progress that we've done so far and based on the, the amount of materials that we need and the amount of budget. Everyone's too afraid to commit. Mm-hmm. Well, not afraid. Just they know that they know that that it's um, it's basically you know you got to play ball at that point and you have to be held to the. And I know I know that sometimes it's out of their control. I mean, clearly they're not responsible if the contractor changes their schedule on them because of unforeseen circumstances, etc. Yeah. But I mean, that's why you have to be you know representative of the people and keep them updated on everything, right? If something if something happens to delay the timeline. Make it public. That way, yeah. you're less accountable. I mean, just do your job. Well, the last few times going the uh, last few times I drove 63, there is lots of action on that twinning section there by Warner River. It's r- what roughly? I think it's almost 50k, 40k, mm-hmm. however long that is. But big signs, completion won't be until summer of 2013. So it's another year's left work of it. Uh, but there is lots of action on. I know uh, there's a picture that I'm going to post up on the Facebook page. There, like I said, there's a lot of work. And as we were driving up, Ben's out the uh, passenger side taking the picture and with the phone there, and I'm laying on the horn. We're kind of giving him the old woo, <laughs> you know, fucking work, keep going, do the whole fucking thing. This is taking far too long, and that's why. Just to me, like whatever uh, Allison Redford's announcement is tomorrow. It's just going to be another announcement, just like the one back in, well, in 2006. And I mean, again, I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm not the transportation minister. I'm not like, I'm not a member of a council, a councils or anything in regards to that. So I don't know the inner workings, but they do. So, yeah. I mean, if this information is available, make it public on all knowledge. Really, like promote the fact that you know what communicate. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to come up and and come into the community and, and drive up, whether it's on your personal time or not. What would make him? Uh, just a normal transportation minister to a really good transportation minister, constant communication, doing fucking speeches. Even if it's to say, hey, guys, I'm going to tell my findings to Redford and she'll she'll let you guys know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Give us something. Tell us what's going on, whether it's him or well, it's fucking Don and, and, and Mike or our MLAs. Mm-hmm. I want to hear it from these guys. I don't want to hear it from a friend of a friend or from, hey, I, I had a chat with this guy and this is what he says. Just be patient. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear be patient. I've been patient for so long now. Patience over. We need action. And they are working on that section, which is good. Todd's Great. known for his patience. No, I'm not, right? Like, And I, I don't know. Like I said, I, even if he was to say, even if Rick just came up and was like, hey, guys, big announcement from Allison Redford on Tuesday and left, Awesome. Well done. You did. Like yeah, I said, you did your, superior, you did your job, but he didn't say shit yep. except for a couple tweets when he was leaving. Right. Anyway, so more on uh, tomorrow. Look for the Allison Redford uh, announcement, whatever it may be, or whatever she's doing. Uh, which will be we'll, today, which is the day of the podcast. Comes it's true. Out. Yeah, that's very true. So we'll find out what's going on there. Um, uh, any more on the heartless piano? Yeah. Well, I, was just, I, just, I thought I was going to say more on sixty three, but if that's because I, I heard that it's getting pretty harsh on Facebook for that sort of thing too. Hey, <laughs> I haven't followed it. So. Yeah, I was kind of balls deep into a bit of it there. Of course you were. <laughs> well, no, it was, there was a, a couple of sections on the in regards to the piano uh, incident. There was a couple of sections on uh, on Facebook saying that the art should be boycotted in Fort McMurray. Oh, hold it, hold it back. So and that, I thought yeah. that was the stupidest thing I've ever read. Is this coming from the arts community? Kind of like one, going on strike. One person, part of it, just one person. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like it was. Was it something that ever people considered to be done? No. I mean, technically, and, and technically always, you can already say that the arts are somewhat boycotted in, in Fort Murray if they don't have the support for it. Where where are these artists supposed to be showcasing their work? Right. Yeah. I mean, interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm, I hate to name drop, even though she's she's probably. I just read the tweet, but uh, Carly uh, Carly Gaudet. Gaudet. Yeah, I guess one of her pieces was featured on a Keanu, uh promo promotional material without her permission. She didn't mind because she's like, oh, it's free free promotional stuff. But I think it's like. 
They didn't ask her for it. They didn't ask if they could promote it for starters. She is she is out of Keanu, so she's very talented. I've yeah. seen some of her work. She's very, very talented. Did she do it while she was in Keanu, though, which makes it their property? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But the thing is, does it make it their property? I think anything you do during class, doesn't it make it their property? I don't think so. I, thought, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, and like, why, why would it be their property if you're paying tuition to go there? Good point. I don't know. And, and one of the things that uh, I was getting into it with, with I know Dave Sabayan was one of them. Me and him were starting to go at it. and I, Maybe I was in over my head. I probably was. But like the argument was uh, no one, no artist in Fort McMurray gets paid. Or uh, people get parental treatment outside of Fort McMurray. You know what well, I mean? like, you know, here's the thing. If you're an artist, you're not doing it for the money. Which if you – if it, show me an artist that's doing it for the money and, there, and I'll show you someone who's not an artist. Well – I'd love for you to read some of those fucking posts, man. Like, uh, and that was my argument. Like, I have. You think, a, I, you have think a sh- I make my short movies because I want to be rich and famous. Do you I do think, it because I enjoy making them. And look what we've done for the last year and a half now. Yeah, that we don't get paid a cent for. Yeah, I mean, like the hell, we've turned like film fear instead of us getting paid for it, yeah. we turned it into a donations. Yeah, I, I mean, but the argument is for whether or not I air this, I don't know yet. The argument for that case that I brought forward was: you guys got day jobs that can pay your bills. Blah 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 blah. And and oh, you're talking about well. Here, here's the thing. Um, it, it, okay, and, so, like I said, has, and that's a bit of a point, I guess. I, I don't know. What do you mean? The their argument was that no one offers local artists and the question was events with Buffalo in particular doesn't offer local artists any money to do work for them right and my point exactly it's like that in all of Alberta maybe like I said maybe these guys don't know the difference there is more opportunity in other cities because of the fact that they have a higher population there's more stuff but I mean I, I'll tell you right now I know many artists that get hosed in the fact that like here's the thing it's hard to monetize on art you can't monetize. There's no standard in terms of like this art is worth this much. This art is worth this much. It's, it's the demand of it, right? And okay, yeah, day jobs and being an artist. I mean, that's you know what? There's hobbyist is what we've been labeled yeah, as, by the way. I'll, so. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a really good example. Um, where in Edmonton, a lot of people see uh, in, uh, amongst my friends, I see a ton of actors. A lot of other people see a lot of waiters. They have day jobs to keep their art going. Yeah. But here's the point. I, I understand what you're saying. The dream, the dream is to that get you, paid one for day what you love doing. your art will be appreciated so much that you can completely and so and uh, utterly live off of your art, and that's great. But you know what? This is a this is a study that's been going on for a while in terms of what's been going. We don't live in the same generation as the artists before us. Like those, and here's the thing. And, and here's the thing. Well, you can't call yourself an artist. You you call yourself a hobbyist. No, that's bullshit. You, uh, if you do, if you make something that's considered art, you are an artist. Does that make you a good artist? No, it doesn't. No. That's the thing. That's the difference. Depending how 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 much people you reach and how you know how popular art is or how you define the art itself really defines whether or not you're a good artist or a bad artist. Everyone, it's like any other skill. If you keep at it long enough, you will become good. It's the ten thousand hour rule, as we were talking about, like bands like the Beatles. The why are the Beatles so amazing? Is it because they were just genius savants and everything? No, it's because combined they played their instruments, they they honed their crafts for more than ten thousand hours. And when you do that for that long. It's you're, it's it's impossible not to be good at it unless you really weren't paying attention during those ten ten thousand hours, right? Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, um, going back to it, the generation before us, like uh, it, it's it's interesting. What um, uh, I was I was talking with a friend about this, and they were talking about how Hollywood, to use a, a big example, is a one way door. 
When someone becomes famous through a certain path in Hollywood, that door gets immediately shut right behind them because that was a hole. They were able to work into a niche that no one had ever found, and as soon as that niche was identified, they closed it. Why? Because it's become a club. It's basically, you know, the, the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you who know. know yeah. yeah, I mean, like they say, you know, talented editors, talented directors, talented writers are a dime a dozen in that city because everybody wants to be that, that talented person. And a lot of the, a lot of the people that be, do become famous, it's because they knew the right people. There's people that are incredibly brilliant at their craft and they're still not famous because they still yeah. haven't become the biggest thing. They become indie darlings that, because that quote unquote they don't break. know that big name that's allowed yeah. them to – to come, I mean, let, let, let's. I mean, to let, obviously, this is uh, this is an extreme example because he's really you can't really consider him indie because he worked in the industry. But let's look at Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon is now a household name. Some would argue he's always been a household name. But here's the thing: up until no, Avengers, up until Avengers, he was he was not a sound investment in the box office. Hold up, Joss Whedon made movies that didn't do well in the box office, and he made TV shows that actually got canceled on a regular basis. Well, people before Buffy, like people think Buffy was his first one. That's yeah. far from the truth. It was his, it's his first mainstream. Yeah, no, thing. but that was as far from his first project. Yeah, no, and, yeah. and, and he's been working on his craft. I mean, and you know, it's like they say, art is suffering, and it's you know, it's ironic but true. It's like, and, and but the thing is, like you know. I sympathize, and I, I and and of course I know that like there's people that are trying to live off of their art, and I commend them. That's commitment that they're willing to put that extra effort to say no, fuck this. I'm going to put those ten thousand hours. I'm going to put every single ounce of my strength into becoming an artist. And yes, this is a huge blow to that artist. Where yeah. there, but I mean, don't uh, like I. What's it called? There, it's it would be almost close to impossible for you to be completely an artist, a painter, whatever, what have you. And not have to live at home, if, but, especially in Fort Murray. No, and you're right. And, and that's something – like this is where like if you ever see the thread, which I encourage you to go look at it because I, I probably did sound nah, it's just like an idiot. Me. <laughs> yeah, probably. But like to me, what I can't wrap my head around is the fact that any day of the week I would rather have this podcast heard – than me saying no, you got to pay a dollar well, for it. You, you know what I mean? But you like, have to. Okay, let's 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 try to put on our empathy hats in the sense of like, you have that safety net where you have something to fall back back on. You okay. have something. That, you're right. Some. some I, I keep don't. trying to take my situation out of it. Like, what if? And some artists don't. And I mean, I, I understand. Like some people might say, you know, they're like, well, Todd, what you do isn't art, and you know. <laughs> That's just that's just them debating. That's the semantics, honestly. Like, I and probably I think I've said this on the podcast before. One of the best best pieces of advice I ever got was, you know, we, we, you, I made a film and and uh, my friend told me, uh, you know, basically I said, well, I'm not a director like you, and he said, and he said, no, you're a director. Are you a great director? Not yet. Mm. But you know, that's all up to you. How much are you, how much time and how much effort are you willing to put into this craft? to get as good as you want to be to to make the movie you want to make right so. yeah yeah and, and like i said uh, to me it, it was it was just hard to swallow like uh, uh do i feel bad yeah should someone get compensated for their work yes of course they should but to me is it's how bad do you want to do the work i i agree i agree that uh what keanu did it was unfair and uh, pretty crazy, actually, if you really look. Absolutely. At but at the same time, I would argue that you know boycotting art in Fort Murray, that that's, was the... that's uh, that's two steps back. Yep. That's definitely two steps back. 
Because the thing is, like, it's it's already bad enough. We're already losing artists to Edmonton and Calgary because of the fact that you know, I, you know, a lot of the talent that's from Fort McMurray goes to these cities because they're going to get more and more notice. But I mean, yeah. I'll tell you right now. I mean, like, will you get paid for your art in Edmonton? Yeah, probably. Are you going to make as much money as you think you're going to be making, like Fort McMurray money? No, yeah. you are not going to make Fort McMurray money off of your art. Not mm. unless you're making something that is so good or – and and here's the thing. Good is relative. It's not – it doesn't have to it be is. good. It's it subject, just has to be yeah. something that someone sees value in. It could be a commercial for all you know, right? Yeah. And is that compromising your art? Well, technically that's not art. You're doing you're, – you're helping sell products. Well, it's through my paintings. But you're, you're selling a product that has nothing to do with your paintings yeah. or your art or your music or yeah. et cetera, et cetera, what have you, right? No, exactly. And and like there's a few times in that in the thread where I spoke. Like I said, I, I, I can't speak from behind of your films mm. but I speak on behalf of with the podcast with Taz Cantito on the podcast where we do things just for the sole fact that we like doing it clearly because yeah. we have a free fucking show right yeah that we release on a weekly or, or bi-weekly could we basis. have started this show without without having day jobs no oh no absolutely we not we wouldn't have the resources right yeah but I mean, I, like, I, I get why these artists, uh, actors, and all of them are frustrated, right? But I mean, oh, I do too. But like you said, boycotting is definitely taking not your the ball way to and go. going home mm. isn't going to get you know isn't going to help you win the series. And to me, at this point in time, like uh, the like the way the thread was going, like I said, right now I think is the wrong time to argue. The, the the support where well everything's about protest nowadays. Well, apparently. it was just be like, oh, you got to support the artist by by making sure they get paid. Right now, I think that that ball is so far. Like away from what we need to do right mm-hmm. now. Like right now, we need to prove that there is a vibrant and thriving arts community for McMurray. Because in my mind, Keanu sees that as no, there's not. Because there's no obviously there's no money in these courses, th- th- thus them being cut. Right. I would also debate uh, the fact that um, there are a lot of government uh, programs that would help fund um, basically art communities. If 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 these artists want to get together and actually build kind of like a, a commune, an artist commune where an arts it's, council. Uh, uh, well, I mean, essentially, like they they apply for government funding and they can start their own theater, just rent out theaters from you know Cano or Suncor Center. Don't give away. What do, we're no, no, do. but let, no, no. Um, what I'm getting at is it's you know just because we we might be applying for it and they might be applying for it doesn't mean neither of us is going to get it or one or the other at the same time remember eventswood buffalo gets funded by the government too yep so i mean they're they're technically the same as you guys they're they are the starving artists as well they're just on a different they're at a different stage than you guys are yeah i mean just because they have a, a, a have you seen the eventswood buffalo offices they're yeah. not as glamorous I, as people think they are. No, like, I know. I've, we go there daily. Well, not daily, but we go there yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it, 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 I mean, and I have no doubt that Keanu Theater get, or Keanu in general gets government funding to mm. keep their programs going too. Yeah. So I mean, don't act like they're the big business you have to you have to take down. Here's the problem: we're standing we're standing against each other when we should be standing united. Bingo. And, uh, some some of the you know some of the greatest greatest art. I mean, going back to what I know, which is uh, movies and stuff, some of the greatest art was made through collaborations. Um, I don't know how many people know this, but Star Wars. You know what got Star Wars done? Not George Lucas. Francis Ford Coppola got Star Wars done. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola, Godfather. Lay down, Who knew that? Lay down some movie rat shit well, right the, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, my friend made a movie called Movie Rats that didn't get released. No, but, what, but it's true. It, what happened was... Francis Ford Coppola got together with uh, with George, uh, George Lucas, and he brought in all these other filmmakers that he knew. Yeah. And they said, we're going to make a company that's going to be 
we're going to make it's going to be magic there's going to be mind tricks there's going to be light laser swords there's going to be it didn't work out yeah sure George it did work out but you know what what they did they made an impressive resume and they all became famous anyway why because they were all very talented and despite that failure it didn't stop them from wanting to make their art yeah no, and, and that's exactly, and that's the point right now. Like right now, we need to prove. I think we need to rally as an arts yeah. community. And it, it, and you know, I'm disclaimer right here. I'm not saying I'm the most talented person in the world, but I've been around very talented people, and I know that if a person is truly dedicated to their art, I've seen that the, the, the most talented people, the most talented people, the people that are really dedicated to their art, they make it happen, regardless of of fi- finances, regardless of of the obstacles that are that are uh, put against them. Like so, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying and that you guys aren't justified. And- you're allowed to be upset. Of course you're supposed to be upset. But you know what? Turn this into something. This is, this is what artists thrive on. What is it they say? Why don't, you get down off the, why don't you get down off that cross, build a bridge, and get over it? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one. That's pretty good. But no, but that's look forward. Good. Actually, like, speaking of that, like, Tito and I do got some plans that we're going to play out. We do got some, uh, some stuff that's going to happen, hopefully, uh, soon. <laughs> they boycott so. it. <laughs> Like, don't boycott it, man. If anything, we need record numbers. We need record numbers for Interplay. We need record numbers for Canada Rocks. Uh, fucking throw rocks all you want at events with Buffalo. They bring some cool shit into this community that would allow us to do. And stuff. again, they're the, you know I know they look like the big guy, but the truth of the matter is they're actually the guys. They're asking for money just like you guys. Yeah, they're just they've just got more. They've been established longer than you guys have. Yeah, no, and that's right? exactly. And I mean, it. if you're that if you're that artist that's been in this community for over twenty years and you still haven't gotten recognition. I mean, maybe it's a maybe it's a matter of reassessing your how are you going about this, right? Yeah. Like, the thing is, you need to adapt. And the thing, like I said, it, like the, the there's especially in the arts, there's no clear defined path in terms of becoming famous or getting monetary value for your work. Yeah. I mean, it's an unfortunate thing. That's the world we live in, where uh, where um, especially in this community, we're we're in a community where trades and practical skills outweigh artistic and imaginative. Type work, yeah. but I mean, by giving up and by saying, "Oh well, we're just gonna, we're no longer going to contribute," you're letting the big guy win. Like, it's, I mean, it's true. Like, like, like to me, like I can understand. There's certain situations where a boycott will work. To me, if a boycott happens in the kind of the state that I picture the arts community is in Fort McMurray, it's just a great. They they went down without a fight. Let's move on to what we want to do. You know what I mean? Just like, pay some other arts company to come up here and do, and it anyway. do their thing. Right. So you're giving someone else an opportunity. So we need to rally. We need to get together. We need to, to, and, and by definitely, if someone's got ideas, someone wants to collaborate, email us show at wymanpodcast.com. Uh, we got a few ideas that we're yeah. going to be reaching out to other people for very soon. So yeah. we can get wheels. And in we're not going to steal your ideas. <laughs> I will, but uh, Tito won't. No, I'm just kidding. No, no like, let's, I, work, I, I, let's work together. Let's get some, let's I collaborate. Mean, I don't know if you've ever seen on my, on my Facebook page, I always try to promote the art of other people that I, I admire. Yeah. Actually, um, I guess good transition. Uh, we Metro Digital Bingo. Shorts was this past weekend, and I am so happy and humbled at the fact that um, uh, my latest short, Dinner at My Place, which is actually a year old, um, <laughs> uh, it's more than that, it, isn't it? Uh, just over a year. Just over a year. Yeah. It um, it, uh, it screened and it won first place. Nice. Congratulations, now, and sir. Going going back to um, now we won uh, won the night. But overall, for the, the season. season, for the season, for every single well, you one, didn't enter Simon Glass. Yeah, I only entered in the first one and the last yeah. one. Simon Glassman won the season for Felt Up. Oh, Glassman! Oh, I was nemesis. so surprised <laughs> that I was. So, you know what? I was amazed that that I that I actually won because Simon's he last one, shit. his last Felt Up. Did you see it? No, not yet. It's fucking hilarious. Is it? Yeah, it's this guy that gets anal fisted by a girl, and they did it with the puppets, and they did like this first person shot of his anus. It's so funny. 
funny. But um, check it out at Hypersonic Media Facebook page. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, the link is there, and uh, they've got their own. Yeah, the uh, felt up, felt like up. them even better. Go yeah. there. And uh, again, employee turnover did really well. Uh, another episode of the People to Touch a Food screened. Did you direct? Huh? Did you? Direct? No, I didn't actually. Uh, I just I just went and helped out. I mean, it was fun. It was, was good. It good? Times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess uh, going back to what I was going to say is like you're stronger stronger as a t- team as you as you would be as an individual. Um, dinner at my place was actually uh, what happened was a year ago at the last uh, Metro Shorts. One of the feedback that one of the judges gave us or gave me specifically was, "You have a lot of talent." So does Ryan. So does James Cadden. You guys should work together on a project. And I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. So I basically submitted a script to, the, to them. And, you know, it's funny. When I submitted it to Ryan, Ryan said, this isn't a character. This is me. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I wrote it to be you. I want to do a movie featuring Ryan Byrne you. in this awesome situation that's also going to feature some of James Cadden's special effects. So they agreed, and we collaborated, and we we shot it. And uh, because of our busy schedules, we literally had to put it on pause. I had I had most of it cut together. Yeah, no, it, I think it came across really nicely, and mm, it um, does it looks really good. It's um, on the website actually, hypertonicmedia.com. Everyone, um, all the humorous notes really hit hard. Like the humor is really there, and packed house. Hmm. Yeah, it was actually fairly full, and um, no, it was really it went over really really well. So. I'm really happy it did well. Now I got to follow it up with something good. So, <laughs> well, we got the uh, summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And starting in June, because right now I'm still um, helping out with um, people that touch a food. Mm. And in June, I can start. Which reminds me, uh, people that touch a food. You heard us talk about it quite a bit uh, of their first season last year on the over podcast. Just a week left, too. Uh, so we definitely uh, check it out at foodtouchers.com. Foodtouchers.tv. Foodseries.tv. Foodseries.tv. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> Food, check it out, foodseries.tv. Um, you can see all of season one, uh, and like it's really, really, really good. Uh, you heard us praise it up. So show some support and uh, and give them a hand because they want to do a season two. They're already in the middle of doing it, but they they want to get some of the cost uh, to cover mm, them off. Another so. really good example of the fact that like they're they're shooting it regardless, right? Yeah. They just want to be able to pay their actors. Yeah. Again, there you go. There you do go. Do you guys feel that they... That you know, actors, artists, etc., deserve to get paid for what they do. Here's yeah. a good chance. So yeah, show them how good that you think. Especially it is, if right? you like it, right? So so check uh, foodseries.tv, and I believe on that website there's a bunch of links to their Indiegogo page mm-hmm. where you can mm-hmm. uh, pledge some money if you choose to. A lot of cool perks. Uh, it's some great writing. It's a great web series. Uh, there is a format connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, both Jesse Nash and uh, Ryan, Ryan Byrne, Byrne yeah, yeah. Uh, which hopefully we'll get on the show one day. <laughs> It'd be nice. Actually, the, um, I've, I've been I've missed Robocop versus the Nazis. I want them to come back. And yeah, they haven't aired since February. They got a mixture now, so there's no excuse. <laughs> well, they've been busy, right? So, the, um, haven't we all? Uh, so yeah, the look for some more art stuff. Uh, Save the art stuff campaign. Uh, pound YMM Arts on Twitter. Uh, you'll see some action from uh, from me and Tito. Hopefully in this uh, in the summer. Uh, hopefully we can rally around and uh, together we can show just how much the arts, just how important the arts is to this region. And I think it's important to any region, right? We're trying to build a community image, and I think that is a cornerstone. The cornerstone to build a hometown is an arts community. So, hopefully. well, I mean, it's part of it, definitely. I mean. Um yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, less less fighting about what an arts community should be, and more actually doing it. Agreed, and uh, and I need to take that advice just as much as I think everyone else does as well. So, yeah, I have a tendency of shooting my mouth off to what I think, so maybe maybe I shouldn't do that. Well, maybe I should. I don't. Here's the thing: know, but... like, uh, what, what is that saying where it's like, um, 
when you hear criticism that isn't constructive, because there is constructive criticism, but when you hear non-constructive criticism, just smile, uh, thank them for their advice, and then just do whatever the hell you're going to do anyway. There you go. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> don't let don't let it stop you. But also, you can't be you can't put you can't put on um, blinders to constructive criticism because mm-hmm. that's the only way you get good, right? You mm-hmm. learn from your mistakes. And here here's the problem: when you look at a piece of when you look at something and you seriously see no flaws in where you can improve, that's kind of it, I see it as maybe like oh man, that's that kind of it, it, it's kind of sad to me because it's kind of like well, how are you going to get any better, right? Yeah, I've learned. So much more from like the criticism of my work than from the praise of it, right? Yeah. Like it's only way, I've, uh, like dinner at my place. It's all been done because of the criticism, the, the constructive criticism I've received, right? Yeah. And uh, hopefully, next project I do, um, I can improve on that, get mm. better. Because I, I noticed like some things I would have changed in it all, all right away. And yeah, that's all you're going to do the whole time. It's election time again. Yet again. Another election. <laughs> it's the by election. To cover the council the, members, to, yeah, to cover the seats for the Donald, to, the Donald Scott and Mike Allen left when they got voted in MLA. So, so two seats then. Yeah, there's two seats for Ward One Council, which is Ward One is the Fort McMurray urban area, not like the outskirts, right? Um, so there's going to be another by-election, June 25th. We're going to the polls yet again, uh, which everyone's worried because that alone, because it's so soon after provincial election, they're kind of worried about voter apathy. But I think it's just as important. Well, to here vote. no, it, it is important because look at that. We got two MLAs out of the out of that council, right? Mm. So look at it that way. It's like you're voting for someone that could, in the future, become an MLA. Yeah. So no, exactly right. And uh, four people have already announced. Uh, Christine Burton is one. I believe he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Ewens, who we've had on the show before. Uh, he's. In- we should get someone arts and arts savvy to get to. to uh- well, Matt Ewens. Uh, is definitely his geek cred went through the roof when he's on the podcast. Well, there you go. But I mean, like, there you go. Maybe it's a matter of getting someone on the council that represents the arts yep. to be more vocal in the community, right? Tyron so, Alt was another one. I know Tyron Alt. I went to school with him. Did he's you? a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. So he's running. And uh, who's the other one? Oh, my God. Oh, James Anthony from the radio station. He was the mixed morning guy. He was uh, the Rock Nice of Nine morning guy for the longest time, okay. too. Um, so those are the four that have officially been announced uh, as of now. Uh, the, the last day, like they call it nomination day, is the 28th of May. That's when we'll get everyone who's going to be on the ballot. And they have a full month to, to, to run their campaign. So hopefully the podcast... Uh, Holy crap, a lot of elections, hey? Oh, I know. Hopefully the podcast is uh, is going to uh, get involved Well, I guess these guys are somehow. a tier lower, so the, these guys we could la- actually have on, eh? I would like to have all of them. Like, actually have a kind of a and debate. some of them are actually really good on the radio, like Tyron Alt. He, yeah. he used to do um, commentary for the oil or... or uh, Barons, Barons, yeah, yeah. The uh, so keep an eye on that. Uh, just get in your heads right now, guys. Vote. Uh, so June twenty fifth is when we're going to have to go to the polls. We're voting for two. So uh, just keep that in mind. For some reason, I got this odd feeling that this election, this by election, for some reason, is kind of shaping up like that one where Arnold Schwarzenegger got elected when everyone in Hollywood started fucking running. Well, I guess everyone could run on this one. All right, election, elect June 25th is the by-election. Uh, keep, is, keep it locked on the YMN Podcast. Uh, we'll bring you some details. Facebook.com slash YMN Podcast. Twitter at YMN Podcast. Email us, show at YMNPodcast.com. For episode 41 and for the YMN Podcast, I'm Toski. I'm Cheeto. We'll see you next set. YMN Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. 
in association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Thank you.